Hi, and welcome to Relatable, a podcast dedicated to simplifying the complexities of modern everyday relationships. What if being great at relationships was easy for you? How would that change your life? How would that impact the people you love? I'm Fiona Lukies. Join me as I pull back the curtain on how easy it is for you to up your relationship game so you can enjoy effortless relationships with anyone in your life and become more relatable. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Relatable. Today I want to talk about something that has been coming up a lot with the students in my Relatable program on our group calls, it's been coming up a lot on my Facebook Lives, and it's been coming up a lot in my private client work. And you know, it's so interesting, generally when we think about relationships, we tend to think about them in terms of our relationships with others how our relationships are with our family, with our partners, with our children, with our work colleagues, with our friends. But we don't spend enough time talking about the most important relationship of all, and that's the one you have with yourself. And I was doing a Facebook Live today, and I was talking about the fact that being your own best friend really, really matters. And I think sometimes when we talk about that, it can sound overwhelming for people or people can think, what does that mean? And, you know, I know, for example, when people do my Relatable program, probably one of the biggest pieces of feedback I get is, Fiona, I came here to fix a relationship with my partner or one of my kids or my friends or a work colleague. And what I've gotten is such a deeper more connected, grounded relationship with myself. It's really taken me by surprise. I cannot believe how differently I relate to me. And I didn't even realize that was important or I didn't realize how important that actually is. And so there are people that have come through the program and sort of said to me, having that deeper, more grounded and connected relationship with myself, essentially feeling more comfortable in my own skin, having a stronger sense of resilience, Knowing that I can handle pretty much anything that comes my way is incredibly liberating and freeing. And I was on a Facebook Live today in one of my groups and I was talking about this. I was talking about the importance of being your own best friend because it's something that I've been sitting with over the last few days, over the last few weeks, in recent times. And as I look back over my life, I can really see that My ability to be comfortable within myself, to honor myself, to feel proud of myself, to have a a strong sense of self-compassion when I make mistakes, when I do and say dumb things, right, which is what we all do, has had a profound impact on the general level of well-being I experience in my life, on on the quality of my life, and of course, on how relatable I am. So I really wanted to talk about this today because I think this is something that we don't talk about enough, we don't look at enough, we don't explore enough. And it is fundamentally, you know, your relationship with you is the most important relationship in your life. Because whether people want to hear this or not, every single relationship you have around you is absolutely a reflection of that in every single way. So how you handle differences is a reflection of your relationship with you. How you handle conflict is a reflection of your relationship with you. How you make decisions, how you deal with uncertainty, how you express your vulnerability, love, forgiveness, 
like I could go on and on and on around how supremely important this is. And it is absolutely one of those things that I have cultivated and I talk about this with my relatable students. You know, my relationship with me being my own best friend, this is something that I'm very protective of and I've cultivated. And it's meant that I can show up to things in a way where I can handle more adversarial episodes, elements, situations, people. You know, for example, I run a lot of Facebook ads promoting my ebook, The Three Keys to Emotional Freedom, How to Step Out of Relationship Overwhelm, Stop Overthinking and Get Your Power Back. I promote this book all over the world and I often get people commenting on my ads telling me I should be ashamed of myself for um, taking advantage of people in need, that I'm a disgrace, that I'm this, that I'm that. I get, I get negative comments. I get trolled a lot. Now, I know just about anybody online is, is subject to that. But I know that my ability to handle those things is a direct reflection of how comfortable I am in my own skin, of how quickly I can get over myself, how quickly I can feel compassion for myself. And of course, if I can feel compassion for me, then I can feel compassion for others. I don't take things as personally because I'm a lot more kinder and gentler with myself. And I think this is something that is kind of murky waters, okay? Very murky waters. Definitely when I was growing up, if you were to even remotely broach the subject of loving yourself and caring about yourself, people would have said, and this is very Australian, okay? Oh, you're just full of yourself. You're arrogant. And of course, this could not be further from the truth. It could not be further from the truth. When I am comfortable in my own skin, I show up to people from a completely different place. I have a lot more bandwidth for life. I am a lot more understanding. I'm less belligerent, less adversarial, kinder, calmer, more curious. I could go on and on and on. And in fact, the more comfortable I am within my own skin, the less my expectations are on people and life itself. It's quite fascinating. Many years ago, I set an intention for myself where I was just going to notice the small stuff, where I was just going to delight in ordinary everyday things, ordinary everyday moments, things like noticing the sun shining on a, on a tree, uh, the sound of a bird, the look on my dog's face when I say it's time to go for a walk, the color of my husband's eyes, my children's smiles, little things. I started to notice them and, um, and delight in them, like enjoy them. And of course, what I found over the course of 12 months of setting this intention, and there's some quite beautiful things came out of that. I noticed that I was a lot more content within myself. And as a result of that, I was nicer to be around. I was less acerbic. I didn't feel the need to project my opinion everywhere. I was okay if people didn't agree with me. I could accept that someone else had a completely different reality of the same thing to me and I didn't feel the need to interject, override, change their mind. And of course my relationships flourished. I found it fascinating because it was something I wasn't expecting to come out of that. All of these things have got me thinking about my relationship with me, am I my own best friend? 
I have lots of people in my life that I love. It's say my husband is my best friend. And in many, many ways he is. And I have very close girlfriends and things like that. But when push comes to shove, it's my relationship with me that influences every single thing around me. If I can't feel compassion for myself, I'm going to struggle to feel it for others. If I'm judging myself, I'm absolutely going to project that judgment onto others. If I cannot let myself off the hook, then I'm going to struggle to do that with others. If I have impossibly high standards of myself, I'm going to have impossibly high standards of others. It's absolutely fascinating, yet it's something that we don't look at enough. Or if we do, we make ourselves wrong, don't we? We tend to look at ourselves, notice something that we haven't done well, and instead of seeing that as an opportunity, instead of being grateful for seeing it, what we do is we get angry or frustrated with ourselves, we make ourselves wrong, and we go into shame mode. Now, of course, if you're in shame mode, you're going to struggle to connect emotionally, authentically with somebody else. You're going to struggle to let things go when someone else screws up. Because let's face it, as human beings, we are fallible. We are very, very fallible. And as I keep saying to my clients, to the students in my programs, when it comes to relationships, what people absolutely need to know how to do, and hence why I call being good at relationships an essential life skill, you have to know how to navigate your own frailties as well as the frailties of somebody else because everybody has them. It doesn't matter even if you are in a relationship with your absolute perfect match, who you think you have everything in common with, you are still going to have to deal with that person's frailties and you are absolutely going to have to deal with your own. Now, you add children into the mix or stepchildren or blended families and that just gets bigger and more intense. And so if you've not yet learned how to navigate your own frailties, you are going to fall on your face when it comes to navigating somebody else's. It's very, very empowering when you know how to navigate your own frailties. It's very, very empowering when you can let yourself off the hook. It's very, very empowering when you know how to hold space when someone else is in the middle of experiencing their own frailties. It's very, very empowering when you can lovingly be present without trying to fix someone if they are feeling stuck, upset, all of those things. And it's very, very empowering when you no longer feel the need to fix yourself. Most people I know are in fix-it mode of either themselves or somebody else. When it comes to your relationship with you, being your own best friend is super, super important. So I'm going to spend a little bit of time today talking about what that might look like. Now, everyone's going to have a different definition of this and an idea of this. And so I'm just giving you what I see. You want to look at what resonates with you and take or leave what doesn't. This is very important. This is just what I see. This doesn't mean that it's truth or it's correct or it's right for you. But hopefully it gives you a taste of what I mean. And hopefully it starts to point you in a direction of reflecting on this. What is your relationship with you like? Are you your own best friend? And if not, how come? So if we were talking about being your own best friend and what that might look like, ask yourself this. If you were sitting with your best friend or you're sitting with someone that you truly care about, what would you, do, you expect from that friendship? What would you expect from it? You know, growing up for so many of us, we are conditioned to be in relationship from a place of guilt, fear, manipulation, emotional blackmail. Don't do this because you're going to hurt my feelings. Don't say that because you're going to upset so-and-so. If you 
don't behave the way I want, I'm going to withdraw my love. We experience this from our parents, from school, from society in general, right? It's all about being perfect, about getting it right, about saying and doing all the right things so that people will like you, so that people will accept you. But of course, you will be an empty cup if you don't accept and like yourself first. Because not everyone's going to like you, not everyone's going to accept you, not everyone's going to be a match for you, and nor are they meant to be. When you're tuned into yourself, when you are your own best friend, you can walk away from things that no longer serve you. And you can do so with a sense of love and kindness and dignity and compassion of yourself and the other person. So the benefits of this go on and on and on. But take a moment right now. I want you to imagine what a true friend would look like. What would you expect from a true friend? What would that look like for you? Like really take some time to imagine what that would look like. I sat with this uh, this morning and I was thinking, well, if, if I was really imagining that person sitting next to me and I would be imagining how would I feel around that person? Normally it's someone that I feel comfortable with, that I feel supported by, where I feel like they've got my back, that I feel emotionally safe with, that I know I can be myself and be accepted for that, warts and all, that I enjoy being around, that I love that I have a sense of fun with. It's interesting how we were trained to be like that with others, you know, be that supportive person, be kind, be understanding, to be there for people when they need you. But we weren't kind of encouraged or trained or I don't even know what the word is, conditioned to be that for ourselves first. You can't give to somebody else which you are unable to give to yourself. You just can't. That's just the way things are. You cannot give to somebody else what you are unable to give to yourself. We've been conditioned to judge ourselves, to be conditional with ourselves, to gauge and assess ourselves, to look at our shortcomings and fix them and change them. We've not learned to appreciate who we are, to love ourselves through our frailties, to truly understand what self-compassion looks like and feels like and to experience that in our lives. It's really, really interesting when you actually think about it. We've been told to give this to others, but not to give to ourselves. But it all boils down to it. You have to be with yourself 24 hours a day. And if you don't like who you are very much, if you struggle to relate to yourself, if you're someone who struggles to be on your own, where you have to be distracted and busy all the time, you might want to take a look at how you relate to you how strong the connection with you is. Now, don't hear this as though you need fixing if you're noticing this and thinking, hang on, yeah, maybe I don't have a, a closer connection with me first. Because if you're not used to looking inwards, and most people are not, we haven't built that muscle, and it's a big, big part of what I teach in my work. We've built the muscle of looking out, but we've never built the muscle of looking in, and most people wouldn't know where to begin or what to look for, right? So it's nobody's fault. But we often end up in situations that are, that are not honoring of who we are. And I'm not saying there's no victim blaming here because we don't have a great relationship with ourselves because we haven't honored ourselves first. You know, when you are honoring of you, when you have compassion for yourself as you move through life, learning new things, making mistakes, putting it out there, getting rejected, getting accepted, all of those things that come with life, if you're fearful of your own reactions and your own responses, 
if you worry about what others think, if you don't feel comfortable being on your own, all of this will be reflected in your relationships. I can always tell when someone doesn't have a great relationship with themselves because they struggle to let themselves off the hook. If they get something wrong, they go round and round and round and judge themselves. Now, you wouldn't do that to your best friend, right? You would encourage your best friend to be understanding and forgiving of themselves. You would encourage your best friend by saying, hey, we all make mistakes, it's okay. You would love your best friend through something instead of making them wrong and holding them to impossibly high standards. You would never tell your best friend that their best was not good enough. You would never tell your best friend that they need fixing and spend decades trying to find the answer, right? I've met many, many clients who've been in personal development programs, who've done all sorts of things for decades on end, trying to fix themselves, thinking that there's a better version instead of really it's just a matter of understanding how we work and understanding the truth of who we really are and then the need to fix yourself starts to fall away. You start to be more in tune with who you are, in tune with your own wisdom. You start to be able to know how to move through your frailties and when you do, the joy, the, the confidence, the resilience, the excitement, you know, as I see this with my students and my clients, they then bring to the people around them because it's like they've seen something for themselves and they want everyone else to see it for themselves because that's the generosity of the human spirit, right? Now, if you were with someone that told you you weren't enough, that every time you made a mistake that you were stupid or an idiot or you were dumb, or if you were with someone that no matter what you did with your hair or your clothes, it was never enough, you wouldn't put up with that. You'd walk away. But we can't walk away from ourselves. And we put up with an unbelievable amount of stuff from ourselves. That is entirely optional. It's not a requirement. And as your relationship with you deepens, as you start to become your own best friend and you create that for you, because it is possible for every single person, it absolutely is, those sorts of things start to fall away. And you know what happens when those things fall away? You have more bandwidth for life. You're calmer. The overthinking stops. You're a lot more patient. You're okay with differences. You realize that it's okay for someone to be different, that people don't need to be the same in order to be okay. You stop outsourcing your well-being. You are a lot more hopeful about the future instead of frightened. You find it easier to walk away from things that, that no longer honor you or serve you. You are more present to the now. You know what? You get to access this deeper feeling that so many of us do not know is actually right there waiting. If it's one thing I want everyone on this planet to know is there is a deeper feeling available as your relationship with you deepens, as your toxic thinking falls away as you start relating to your thinking very differently. If you were to really spend some time imagining, and I'm going to ask you to keep going back to that as you listen to this episode. If you were sharing a room with a roommate, how would you like that relationship to be? Now I can imagine you wouldn't want it to be in conflict, would you? At a bare minimum, you'd want to be having fun, you'd want to feel supported, you'd want to feel comfortable. You know, the other great benefit me cultivating 
this, honouring this, seeing the power of this, in being my own best friend first and foremost. It doesn't mean I don't need anybody. It doesn't mean I'm sitting here in an ivory tower by myself. Not at all. But it means I can have these enjoyable moments on my own. It means I'm okay with being not okay. It means I know when it's time for me to rest rather than push through. I'm better able at letting love in. Incredibly important. I know I'm more relatable. And I know that I have much deeper levels of resilience, well-being, wisdom, compassion, joy. There's a richness to my life now that was missing. And I think for many of us, when we're missing that, we go looking externally. So we put a lot more pressure on the people around us. We put a lot more pressure on ourselves at work. We feel that we need to know the answers to things more often. We are less comfortable with resting in the unknown. We don't deal with uncertainty very well. We need everything to be a certain way. We become more controlling. Now think about it. Is that someone you would like to be in relationship with? But this is how we show up. This is the place that we start to create connection from because that's a reflection of the relationship we have with ourselves. You know, those of you who know me know I, I fled a, a, an abusive relationship many, many, many years ago when my boys who were in their early 20s now were very, very young, three and five. I learned so much from that because I can absolutely, and I'm not victim blaming here at all, but I can categorically say that the reason I ended up there, or one of the reasons I ended up there, and a major part of why I ended up there, was because my relationship with me was poor. I was definitely not my best friend. And what I learned from that has been so powerful and so important that it is a relationship I have cultivated and I continue to cultivate. Because everything in my life is a reflection of that. Now, if you'd like to know more and look at this more deeply, this is something that I talk about and teach in my online program, Relatable. People think Relatable is just for people who've got relationship issues, but this is it, Relatable is so much more than that. Yes, we look at that. Yes, I help you how to, how to do relationships well, but I absolutely teach you an understanding that has you relate to you on a completely different level, on a level that is, it's really quite beautiful. It's quite beautiful. And I continually hear this from the people around me who do the program for my students. Fiona, I can't believe how much more connected I feel to myself, how much more confident, resilient. I'm proud of myself. I feel more grounded in who I am. I feel like I know me. So many people come to me and say, I've got no sense of me. I've, I've lost myself. Well, this is how you find it. And it's easy and simple and an absolutely beautiful conversation. I'll have the link to Relatable in the show notes below. And I hope you found this helpful. Take some time to think about your relationship with you and what you would really like that to look like. See you next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Relatable, where we are committed to taking the stress and confusion out of relationships. If you're keen to find out more, the best place to start is to head on over to my website, fionalukies.com.au, where you can download my free Relationship Masterclass video series or join the waitlist for Relatable, my brand new online program where I personally take you through how to have a great relationship with anyone.